hash mark angle to the left for Adams and Terry. 48-yard field goal attempt. Set to go. Snap ball down. Kick up. Kick is on the way. And it is good! It's good! It's good! Out in the ninth inning, here on the banks of the Mississippi River, the Red Sox need one more out. Swing a ground ball. Episode 39 of the Loudest Sports Show brought to you by the Darkening Network and sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. I'm your host, Patrick Rayhall, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And I'm here, of course, uh, in the Pat Cave with uh, my co-host on the show, my co-host in life, Slashes the Ice Queen. Oh, hey. Yeah, there's some wacky stuff. We uh, we specifically waited a couple of days uh, to do this episode because there are a lot of Game 7s, a lot of... Uh, a lot of tumultuous stuff going on, uh, some awards being announced, so we wanted to have the newest... Uh, the most up-to-date information for your ear holes. Yes. So, before we get into that, we have our uh, opening face-off question, and this week, our opening face-off question is, what is the best commercial featuring an athlete? Now, if you're around my age, you might remember Dan Marino... Uh, advertising isotoner gloves, which they used to great effect in the uh, uh, Ace Ventura movie, where you know he used to get tackled and carried away, and they used that uh, as an excuse to kidnap him in the movie. Uh, I wouldn't say that was the best, or even like top ten thousand. Like it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a great, you know. And I remember Tommy Lasorda, uh, the f- legendary Dodgers manager. Uh, hawking uh slim fast back when that started uh, to be a thing um but slashes do you do you have one you want me to go first so i have a couple okay uh my first one being back in the i want to say it was like the mid 90s uh you know a lot of athletes do commercials for mcdonald's which i think is is it's kind of a it's kind of funny, kind of ironic, the irony of an athlete doing a commercial for McDonald's. But it's McDonald's. a recognizable brand, and they right. sponsor well, so much. Exactly. You know, it's it's that. Uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird did a commercial for McDonald's where they were uh, playing horse mm-hmm. for a Big Mac and fries. Like, that was the prize. And I remember it being hilarious. It was like hilarious. Like, you were Off really expecting. Yes, the, yeah. It and was, then Charles it was Barkley bon- would show up. Yeah. Guys, can I play? No. no. <laughs> you know? Like, it ended up with them in space at one point. They did uh, a retread of that. Because, you know, but that popularized the uh, phrase, like, nothing but net. After yeah. that, everyone went around being like, oh, nothing but net. It's like, do you mm-hmm. even know what that is? That's but, okay. where it came from. Yeah. Right, yeah. But, yeah, it was just the – it started out easy and then, like, progressively got like they were more in and space more at bonkers. Yeah, yeah. But it was just – you know, as a kid watching that, you think that's just – you think it's so funny. There was one that they made years later with – I think it was, like, LeBron and somebody else, and they were doing the same thing, and – like whoever won, like they looked over and Larry Bird was eating their food. <laughs> <laughs> like Larry Bird was eating their Big Mac. So this was like, you know, early 2000s, maybe 2005, somewhere in there. So like I thought that was hilarious. That's a good one. I didn't even think of that one, to be honest. Um, Nothing I, but net. Off the backboard, over the overpass, through this. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine, the first one I thought of was right guard, pure power, clear gel. Anything less would be uncivilized. All those commercials with Hulk Hogan where he was, like, you know, painting a picture or, like, you know, doing something 
that you would not expect Hulk Hogan to be doing. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just remember him painting the picture, and at the very end, he would paint H H on it, and he's like, anything less would be uncivilized. <laughs> um, so those those were always fun because you know it was the mid '80s, and you know Hulk Hogan was huge at that point. Um, that's one. Uh, as far as a newer, co- more contemporary one, the uh, Rob Gronkowski, have you seen my balls uh, commercial for uh, Manscaped? Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> like, he's in the bushes, and he's, like, talking to his girlfriend, and he's completely naked. Well, he's it's implied that he's completely naked. He's like, hey, have you seen my balls? Like... I can't find my balls because this bush is too thick. And like his girlfriend's or who I don't know, some I don't know if it's his girlfriend or not, but like it seems like it could be his girlfriend, like, you know, this pretty blonde girl sitting by the pool. Mm-hmm. Um and she starts talking about, you know, manscaped and he's like, Oh yeah, here they are and like, you know, and he's using the thing and like, you know, he's a big doofus. You know, he's a typical he's Gronkowski. Be, he's just being a big doofus, a Gronk no find balls. Um, you know, but like he's really like I've seen him in other things because he's he's not like this all the time. Like he's not a big over the top doofus, but he's playing a big over the top doofus in this commercial. Like he's really playing into like sixty nine, nice. You know, like that Gronk. You know. Um, the the Soy Fiesta Gronk. Yeah, <laughs> if you could tr- take a time machine anywhere, where would you go? Florida. <laughs> That's an actual answer he gave in an interview with Scott Zolak. If you could take a time machine, where would you go? And he said Florida yes. in a time machine. Yes, I, I love the time period of Florida. Yes, do you remember back in the Esther year, the age of Florida? Yeah, so. No one's saying that he's a Rhodes Scholar, but I'm also not saying that he's completely fucking dumb. No, there was a in in Gronkowski Gronkowski wow Gronkowski's defense uh, when he had retired for the first time. And well, it's, it's only been the one. It's only a, oh, well as we when know for now when he yeah. retired, he participated in uh, the. Spreading of the knowledge and awareness of using CBD oil in order to help athletes kind of recover from injury. Without using opioids. Right. And saying how, you know, the injuries that he has sustained using CBD oil has helped him personally. And like, on you know, honestly, personally, I use CBD oil for Mm -hmm. my chronic pain and it works. It's great. So, uh, but listening to him speak... Like, he got and really emotional. Right. Like, he wasn't the typical Gronkowski that we know. That, the you know, when you think of Rob Gronkowski, you think of this big, you know, meathead, for lack of a better term. And he wasn't like that. He was speaking rather eloquently. He was, you know, putting together. He was using big words. He was putting together complete sentences. You know, so obviously, I think that this is a facade that he created because people like it and people respond to it. And he doesn't have to, you know, pretend to be. There's Gronk and there's Rob Gronkowski. Right. But, you know, listening to him speak in such a manner and listening to him get really emotional and tell this personal story about how, you know, it was almost like he was living in this, like, you know, his 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 body was a prison, Mm -hmm. you know, because he was in so much pain at times and how using this the CBD oil definitely helped. And I know we just got really off track here, but, but yeah. So, I mean, I understand that a lot of people respond to the Yo Soy Fiesta, you know, Rob Gronkowski, no, that's but Gronk. there's a, yeah, the Gronk, but like, you know, Rob Gronkowski is actually like really interesting and, and, and smart person too. You know, if you've mm-hmm. ever heard uh, how he manages his money, how he's living off of his endorsement deals. He hasn't deals. touched any of his NFL contracts. He just lives off Dunkin' Donuts, basically. You know, like that, that's absolutely brilliant. He's not going to be one of these, you know, athletes who retire and just end up having to claim bankruptcy because they, they, they selling all their spend away, you know, overspend, uh, live way beyond their means. And, you know, it's a, it's a thing. So I digress, but, uh, yeah, no, I had no idea that commercial existed. Oh, it's pretty funny. Um, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest Gronk fan. 
But, you know, that was a good one. Uh, do you got any others? Uh, yes, I have another one. It's a more recent commercial that came out in the past couple of years. It's for Geico featuring Dikembe Mutombo. No, no, no. Not today. I fucking love that commercial so much, and I don't know why. When he because knocks the cereal, cereal out of the kid's hand and just goes, no, 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 I die every time. I, I think that to, is so hilarious. I used to love watching Matumbo play. Like, you know, like it, they made it a, a, a rule that he couldn't wag his finger at somebody because it was considered taunting and you get a technical so he'd wave his finger at the crowd after blocking i mean the dude was seven two, two sixty, 260 built like a tank like he was oh he was so much fun like i was actually playing nba 2k20 earlier and you know one of the uh you know they have chris weber doing commentary and he says he still has nightmares about dikembe mutombo which really? I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> I just the, the commercial is just perfect. You know, I don't know uh, exactly how long ago he retired. How long he's been out of? I want to uh, say three, maybe. But I just, it's just, it's perfect. It's so perfect. And some of these Geico commercials, I mean, some of them are really stupid, and you kind of just oh, roll your eyes. he retired in 2009. Oh, really? Wow, I thought he retired way earlier than that. But some of these Geico commercials are kind of brilliant, and this is one of them, just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of really just playing up to who he is and all he's his doing gimmick. is- Yeah, his Yeah, he's just going around slapping things out of people's hands and yeah, going, like a guy, no, no, no! A guy goes to, like- <laughs> He's like, you know, throw some trash, at, you know, a paper ball, you know, crumbled up paper ball into the trash can and he swats it away. Like the kid going to put cereal in his, yeah, in his no, shopping no, cart no. and he smacks it and then <laughs> runs off. Um, do you have another one? I do have another one and I'm surprised you didn't say it. I thought you were going to say it. Um, all the Dunkin' Donuts commercials with, with David oh, Pasternak. Pasta! Pasta's feelings, feelings are hurt. hurt. <laughs> I knitted you this sweater. <laughs> Yeah, like all of those, uh, like all the Pasternak, especially the ones like when they're doing bubble hockey and it's him and TJ Oshie, like those are pretty good. Um, A little help over here. (laughs) I mean, like, even though I can't stand him, I think he's a a, a jerk and he's like so overrated. The uh, commercials with uh, the, the, well, the one commercial with Aaron Rodgers at State Farm where he's like, hey, thanks for the Aaron rate or the Rodgers rate. And it's like, no, that was... That's what we give to everybody. He goes, oh, it wasn't special? All right, driver. And he gets up and just, like, crushes the fucking ball because he's playing with Jake from State Farm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crushes the ball, and he goes, yeah, no Rogers right, huh? Like, that's kind of funny. Like, he was going to take it easy on him. Like, oh, you know, we'll, you know, I'll still beat you, but, like, we'll, we'll take it easy. Um, obviously, Charles Barkley versus Godzilla. Like, Oh, yeah, that's classic. <laughs> I mean, that's a great that's classic. One. Um, who was it with that? Oh, Troy. Polamalu. Pa- yes, with the hair. I think he was with, doing head and shoulders. Yeah, commercials. with Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah, those are pretty good. Troy Polamalu. Uh, the uh, the uh, there's another. I, I forget what company it was for, but like Larry Fitzgerald's like sitting in their living room, and like the guy goes to throw him the ball, and the ball hits the the lamp and he's like don't throw stuff in the house also kind of like a, a shout out to the espn this is sports center commercials oh all of those were great. those were great like back in like the mm-hmm. late i would say mid to late 90s early 2000s. early 2000s yeah they went on for a while um yeah those those were pretty good um the one you know they had different ones i had like that one with uh uh, Scott Van Pelt and George St. Pierre and he's like he's like oh why don't you uh, come on in here and we'll talk about it and it was like he had his cubicle set up like an octagon and Van Pelt was like no no thanks uh, I'll I'll just talk to you later and like would walk away like there were some good ones like the Steve Nash one um, yeah there were some there were some good ones with, with that um, I'm trying to think of Maybe any other ones that no, I mean there was some. All right, there was a like a Gillette commercial way back in the day, like ninety nine two thousand somewhere in there, when uh, Tim Duncan got drafted by the Spurs, and he was like, you know, he's like, oh, when we drafted Tim Tim Duncan, I had him come stay at my house. David Robinson, he's like, I had him come stay at my house. 
and like they're outside like playing one on one and He's like, but you said this was that. He goes, no, the gnomes are out of bounds, not the posies. Like, <laughs> you know, they're playing it one-on-one in the driveway. And, uh-huh. it's, and then, like, he was shaving his head. He's like, oh, no, don't use that. Use this. It was like a Gillette commercial or something. I don't know. Um, but that was good. Then there was one that didn't necessarily feature athletes, but it had Dennis Hopper, and he was supposed to be a referee. And he was talking about, like, the different shoes guys were wearing and, like, where you, how you could get them at Foot Locker. And he did one for Rod Woodson, which I thought was great. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like they're showing highlights of Woodson, like doing all these interceptions. For people who don't know who are listening to this, Rod Woodson is my favorite uh, football player of all time. Um, You know, right up there with Daryl Green and and Bo Jackson and Charles Woodson. And, you know, right now, uh, I think Josh Jacobs might be my favorite, uh, which is good because I have like three of his three different helmets of his. Um, But he uh he's like oh yeah you know he sneaks up on you and this and that and then like they're showing all these things and like you hear a noise and he's just like rod like it's pretty funny so there's no athletes in it but you know any commercial with michael jordan like all the haynes commercials with michael jordan were pretty good Mm. um despite the fact that he had a hitler mustache like i don't think people talked about that enough like in the haynes commercial like michael jordan had a hitler mustache like, that was weird. That was weird. Um, but, yeah, so let us know what some of your favorite commercials. And, you know, you're probably going to have different ones um, all over the place in, uh, you know, all over the country and obviously all over the world. Uh, I will say, if anybody saw the most recent Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, there was a local car commercial. That was a whole segment they did. A local car commercial for a guy, I guess, who play uh, played who fought in the ufc and was talking about like how if he had this camaro that was at this dealership he probably would have made it in time after he ripped open his testicles with a drill oh he's like if i had this car i would have made it on time and it's like i have so many questions (laughs) i have so many questions questions. like what do you mean made it in time in time for what what happened what were you late for like what yeah so do yourself a favor and watch that because the commercial's ridiculous he's like i don't even care about these cars i'm only here talking about it because they paid me to and then he like kicks through the window of the camaro and then gets in it and starts doing donuts talking about how he ripped his balls open with a goddamn drill like first of all if i'm drilling something i it's nowhere near my balls like same yeah no same but do yourself a favor check it out i think it's hilarious but uh we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we will uh get into the latest news and updates including uh the results of game one of the uh, nba's western conference finals deadly grounds coffee knows how important your coffee is to you Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. In a world swarming with boring, predictable awards shows, what will separate from the rest? Rise above and unite the podcasting realm in a testament to the outstanding achievements of the community. The Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards. Podcasters, YouTubers, and Twitch streamers, now is your time. Make your voices heard and submit your program by going to amalga-mania.com for all the details, submission categories, and guidelines. The Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards, the summer's biggest blockbuster event. You don't want to miss it.
This is Patsy the Angry Nerd, and I'm here to tell you about Slip Sports. All new clients for this online sports book receive $100 in free play just for signing up. From the casual players to the high rollers, everybody can take advantage of this offer and the live betting, online casino, horse racing, and more. Sign up with the Freeman app and send a request to basketballjones at post.com to get started. Tell them the angry nerd sent you. Breaking news. And we are back with breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just saying we needed like a breaking news sounder. But uh, yeah, breaking news. Uh, John Rahm has won the U.S. Open, and this is his first career major. So that's huge for him. I don't know who he is. Uh, I don't watch I don't golf. Follow golf. So, uh, but, but good for him. Yeah, that's huge. Like, you know, that's your, a, your first one. Don't you get a jacket? Uh, is that, that's is a, that that's the, the US Masters? Open? That's the Masters. Oh, that's the Masters. Yeah, the Masters, you get the green jacket. Uh, the U.S. Open as a trophy and like, I don't know, $400 million. Shmoneys. I don't know. Like, so many money. There's golf prizes are insane. Uh, but we're going to get into some insane prices in a couple of minutes when we get to uh, the NBA. But uh, we have obviously some NHL news, uh, some MLB stuff. And uh, yeah, so let's. Uh, Let's dive in. Let's do it. So NHL, 38-year-old Jason Spezza returns to the Maple Leafs for the league minimum. $750,000. Like that's, yep. yeah. One year. I mean, they have to because they have so much money tied up into Marner, Matthews, and Tavares. That's $48 million yeah. fucking dollars. Like there's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do. You're going to have to. And that's why they're not going to win any goddamn thing because all their money is tied up between those three guys. And... They have no defense, no goalie, no depth, and your next best player, Nazem Kadri, can't stop elbowing people in the fucking head. And so he's already—I don't know how many more games they he has to uh, serve. I know it was eight games, and I think they lost the next three. So the first five of the regular season, I, yeah, I something think so. four or Some, five of the regular like that, season. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's so stupid. Um, but yeah, you're never gonna win with a top-heavy offense. In in any sport, right? Because just offense does not win games. You offense need, wins you games, defense, defense wins championships. That's yes. the saying, and that's always how it's been. I mean, don't believe me? Look at the fucking Super Bowl. You have one of the greatest offenses of all time held to six points. The Chiefs didn't even score a touchdown, and they got rocked because their defense wasn't good enough to stop anybody. So. The New York Rangers have hired Gerard Gallant as their as the 36th coach in team history. He previously previously served as a head coach for Columbus, Florida, and most recently Vegas. And he has like uh, I think 10 or 11 seasons worth of uh, hockey experience. A head coaching skating. experience. Well, not not just coaching experience, but I mean like actual on too. ice. Yeah, as a oh, player right. experience. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what he can do with the Rangers. Not that they're a terrible team. They're not. They're not terrible. I mean, but you had you had Adam Fox, who was up for the Norris great. Trophy. Um, you had, you know, so you have a quality defender. You have a rookie goaltender. I think he's a rookie. Um, you have some high-end offensive talent. You know, just waiting to be, you know, uh, explored. There's rumors that they're going to get Jack Eichel because they have the cap space and they have the, you know, draft capital to do it because, you know, they weren't a very good team this year. And so they, again, have a high draft pick. Um, I mean, we'll see. Like, is this this could be a, a decent team. Give them a couple of years. Um, they could be similar to what we saw with uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Like, the Atlanta Hawks currently you know the way they're playing in the in the uh in the eastern conference i mean we'll see we'll see what happens so an nhl awards update the lady bing memorial trophy went to jacob slavin from the hurricanes the selkie went to alexander barkov from florida which was not surprising i mean i was really hoping it was going to go to bergeron any one and, of those and guys bergeron yeah. came in second place with yeah voting. any but any one of those guys like there, there was no bad choice there it's not like you know some of these others where it's like it's like oh well who's going to win the ted Lindsay for most outstanding offensive player is it the guy with 60 points the guy with 66 or the guy with 106 yeah. gee i wonder yeah 
The Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy went to Oscar Lindblom of the Flyers. The King Clancy Memorial Trophy went to Pekka Rene from Nashville. The Jack Adams, that is the coaching award, went to Rod Brindamore from the Hurricanes. Which all three of us last week picked. Yes, yeah. I, I'm not surprised there. You know, he was able to bring them to... Bring them into uh, the playoffs. They won the they won their division. Yes, like that's what we talked about. Like, and that's why we were like, yeah, it's probably going to be him. And they announced the nominees for the Jim Gregory General Manager of the Year Award. And the nominees are Mark Bergevin, yes, uh, Lou Lamarillo, and Bill Zito. I just wanted to take that first name for you. I, I, I well, I I knew how to. Well, pronounce it. You said that about Patrick Roy last week. Okay, you know what? <laughs> you can shut your face. Okay? Honestly, I think it. it you got to give it to Lamorello because of like what, what he's he, done with it. I mean, like getting JG uh, Pajot last year. Okay. Getting uh, Zajac and uh, Paul Mary. Like how huge has Paul, Paul Mary, Mary been? Has been big in the playoffs and like he didn't do much in the regular season but he's but, like, been he has huge been huge in the playoffs yes you know i don't see it going to bill zito for florida uh just because i mean granted the panthers did make it into the playoffs um i i just i they didn't really did they didn't do much that team was as successful as either montreal or the islanders well it's not that the, it's for the general well, manager. Well, and that's that's the thing too. Like I, I think it's going to go to Lou Lamorello because of what he did with the Islanders. Like Montreal, it's not like he added guys that are well, like, that's the thing. like killing like, it. You know, it, it's not that he you know, Carey Price is a new addition and he's really, you know, rocking it in net. No, like he's been their goalie for a really long time. I don't know exactly how long, but for well, he beat out Halak a long time. Uh, I, I want to say at least 10 years, at yes. least. Yeah, I was going to say at um, least the past de decade. Uh, so I, I would have taken Bergevin out and put in Sweeney for the absolute theft of Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar for a second round pick in Anders Bjork. Get out of my face. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyways. On to some playoff talk. So Montreal currently leads Vegas two games to one going into game four, which is this evening. We're recording this on Sunday. After that absolute, like, just boneheaded play by Flurry to, to let— Oh, you mean when, when, when Flurry decided to assist on a goal? Yeah, like he it, it kicked off of him or kicked off the plate. Like he didn't—he didn't—he played it very poorly, and it led right to a goal. And you could see him. He wanted to just smash his stick, but he knew it was his fault. And that allowed Montreal to tie the game up, which they then won in overtime. So uh, it was announced a little while ago that Vegas is going to be starting Robin Leonard. And if you remember how well that went in game one against uh -huh. Colorado, he gave up seven fucking goals. Yeah, so we could be uh, we could be seeing a three-one game lead for Montreal mm -hmm. by the end of this evening. So my concern, my well, not not concern, but my my question is: uh, Can just one individual win the Stanley Cup? Can Carey Price? win the Stanley Cup because I don't want Montreal to win. I don't want the entire Canadiens team to win. I just want Carey Price to win a Stanley Cup trophy because Stan uh, Carey Price, after the way that he has been playing throughout the this entire playoff run, the fact that he is the glue holding that team together, which, you know, could be said about a lot of goalies, but, you know, the way he not, has been not playing. In this, not in this playoffs. The way that he has been playing, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm astounded. See, and I'm so astounded. And like, and and here's the thing, like, you know, their offense is okay, their defense is okay. You know, really, what's been getting them goals is stupid shit like that flurry move, dumb turnovers that they turn into offense. Right. You know, the real reason why Montreal has been winning these games is because of Carey Price. Right. Like they've been winning these games, you know, with with a couple of exceptions. They've been winning games 2 to 1, 
you know, one to nothing, two to nothing, three to two. Like, um, they did have a couple against Toronto that were like five, four, four to three. Um, but there have been a lot of goalies that have been playing really but well. But that was also Toronto. But only one goal yeah but they also did it against uh winnipeg too like they swept winnipeg no that's true um there have been a lot of goalies so far that like wow these guys are playing really well but like uh varlamov in uh new york has been playing out of his goddamn mind and Mm -hmm. it's gone under the radar but he's also given up tons of goals see this is that that's the thing with carrie price his he hasn't let up. Like his save percentage is incredible. He's still like at like a point nine. It's under one. Something, yeah. Yeah, his his goals against Which average is under one. It's crazy. It's just crazy, especially for playoff hockey. Uh, so, I'm saying it right now. Carey Price, Con Smythe. I would have given him the Con Smythe. If they lost the last series in seven, I still would have said he was a, because they don't have offense, they don't have defense. So I mean, the Con Smythe is playoff MVP, the, right? The MVP for the entire playoffs itself, not just the Stanley Cup Finals. Some people get that mixed up; they think that the Con Smythe is the MVP for the finals itself. I mean, generally, and, it and, only and, goes and, to whoever played the best in the finals. Right, but I I think that it would be in poor taste to give it to anybody else except, you know, Carey Price. Regardless of this. what happens in this series. Right, regardless if Montreal moves on or not, which I, I, I really... It seems like I they're gonna. I really think we're going to see Montreal in the Stanley Cup Finals. Unless all of a sudden uh, Vegas just pulls their head out of their ass and somehow I mean, is unless, able to you know, solve unless them. Unless Leonard can do something. I No, I think they're going to lose 5-2 to two tonight. I think Montreal Montreal will win this game like 5-2. to two. Currently, the Islanders and Tampa are tied at two games apiece. And... Uh, Pollock had to make an amazing defensive play to save that game for them. Yes. Um, so that's, you know, another thing like uh, Price hasn't really had to have somebody else bail him out. And how many times did we see Varlamov with the Bruins series alone give up, you know, one of these like just dumbass plays mm-hmm. or like a weak goal or you know, have have to have, you know, one of his defensive guys or just have the Bruins just, like, whiff on a shot when they have a wide open... Like, that fucking Pasternak shot in Game 5. Ugh. Uh, but that's the difference between him and Carey Price. Price has been in there, like, doing everything. And I hate heaping praise onto a Canadian, but... Yeah, but Carey, it's, it's different. Like, Carey Price has definitely paid his dues as far as his time you know with the canadians and in the league you know he's considered a veteran at this point and he's been in the league for a while and i don't believe he has any type of championship under his belt so they never they haven't won with you know uh so i I can't recall if he was with another team before he was with montreal or if he's always been been a canadian that's what i thought but i wasn't sure um so it'll be uh, I don't know. I have I have mixed feelings about everything that's going on in the playoffs right now, which is one of the great things about hockey playoffs. You know, even if your team isn't is, isn't in anymore, if, even if your team is no longer playing in the playoffs, it's still an exciting event to watch. Um, and speaking of exciting, uh, Braden Point from Tampa currently has 15 points in 14 games played in the playoffs. Yeah, he like he's a guy that should Tampa win, he could get Con Smythe. Like if Vegas somehow comes back, but Tampa ends up winning. Also, Braden Point. Uh, Kucherov's name has been thrown out there as well. Kucherov hasn't been as impressive as Braden Point because oh, Braden agree. Point has been doing it all year whereas Kucherov just started Oh hey guys, I'm here for the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, Point has been doing it all year like he's been playing game in game out, getting banged up, getting hurt, you know, cuz you know he's got to be hurting at this point because everybody knows to kind of zero in on him. So, you know, Kucherov is 
you know, fresh as a daisy, so to speak, you know, in in hockey terms, because he hasn't put in a full season of work. Right. So now we're on to our what's brewing uh, portion of this hockey talk. And there isn't really much to talk about as far as the Bruins go, because they're in the off season. They're playing golf. They're home with their families, but they are starting the off season process. So first of all, they're celebrating 10 years since the 2011 Stanley cup win, which is exciting. It's really nice to kind of go back and, you know, Nesson has been doing a lot of behind the scenes things and, you know, like the, the behind the B has been showing, you know, different clips and stuff from 10 years ago when they yeah, showed the parade and everything like it's, the Twitter, it's nice. The Twitter it's stuff fun. comes up. It's, it's, you know, some really nice nostalgia to kind of reminisce about. I was really hoping we would be able to, 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 you know, 10 years ago we did this and now we, you know, won another Stanley Cup. But, yeah, you know, that, that didn't happen. And they also signed Anton Blid Bleed. to Bleed. Really? Bleed? Yeah, that's what they said. To a one-year, two-way contract for the uh, league minimum. 750K. Yeah, so... Uh, he's been he's played a little bit with the Bruins themselves. He's been mostly in Providence. He wore number eighty-one. He played a few games in the playoffs as well because he had to because right. guys were hurt. So it's uh, if or he stays, if he plays only in Providence, it won't go against the cap. Mm-hmm. But if if he they have to bring him up for any reason at all, obviously then his salary does go towards the the team cap. So yeah. Um, and the big thing that's going, you know, that that they're they're in talks right now. They're in talks with Taylor Hall. Obviously, they want Taylor Hall to stay. We want Taylor Hall to stay. Taylor Hall wants to stay. You know, uh, Bergeron and Marchand have come forward saying that they really want to keep much of this team intact. Because they want to make one more, kind of like one more solid go of it because they believe in this team. So I don't know what that means for Tuca. I don't know what that means for some of the other guys. Well, Tuca's not going to be back until January the earliest. So but I mean, I don't know what that starts means. In October. Right? No, I I understand that. I understand Ugh. that the the season is going to start without Tuca, regardless. But does that mean you know Tuca will be? Will Tuca have a place on this team? I hope not. So I don't. I don't know, and I really don't know how to answer that. Again, something I have mixed feelings over. Uh, I don't want to. This is why I'm not a, a GM at all because I would be horrible at it trying to make some of these decisions. But I do know for sure that I want to see Taylor Hall in a Bruins uniform next season, and I'm hoping that uh, whatever happens, they can make that happen. Also. I would really like to see David Krejci back in a in a reduced U- salary. Well, reduced salary, yes, but I would love to see him back in a Bruins uniform. And I think that they're trying to do everything to make everyone happy. No, it would make At me happy. At least that's what it sounds like right now. So I don't know, but again, you know, off season's only been like a couple weeks, so everyone's in the. Okay, we're just talking. We're just we're just trying mm-hmm. to figure things out. Nothing etched in stone yet, but we'll see. You know, it would make me happy. Let Tuca go, and if you want to pick up, if you don't think Vladar's ready for the big time, fine. Get a veteran backup. There's a lot of veteran goalies that are on the market. A lot of guys that could come in and help. Uh, that would be cheap, but you know, take a little bit of the strain off of uh, off of Swayman. Have Swayman start. There's seven million dollars you're not paying Tuca, and then use that money. Um, get rid of uh, Jake DeBrusque. Trade his ass away. If you can move on from Charlie Coyle, fine, because he's making way too much money for what he's given you. Or maybe give him one more year to see if he can bounce back to what he was when the, the I, to give him that contract. Yes, yeah, kind of like a, a a show me year. I mean, it would be nice. Like they don't, he doesn't have Prove to show it or them. Lose it. Well, no, he doesn't have to show them shit. Because and if they end up like he doesn't play well, like, and they do trade him, they'd still have to eat part of his contract. So it's like it's it's kind of tough. If he plays well by the trade deadline, get rid of him. Uh but get rid of DeBrusque, get in a defenseman, 
I mean, if you have to give up Brandon Carlo, I mean, I would prefer to keep Carlo because he's the only guy you got with size. But, you know, get somebody in here who's big and can move the puck and, you know, can hit people because that's been your problem for the past 10 years is you don't, like... Somebody brought up a brought up a great point on the Sports Hub. Who have they Who have they gotten to replace Seidenberg? Like that's the wow. Thing. That's a question. Who has replaced what? You want to bring fucking wow. Dougie Hamilton back? That is a that's a question. Like you want to bring Dougie Hamilton back? I don't fuck Dougie Hamilton. Oh no, no, absolutely not. Not it, in this market. He's not. He's not even on my radar at this point. And like, he's probably going to make eight million dollars for like. He's going to make $8 million for some lower-level team, and he's just going to waste away in obscurity. And I think Carolina is going to be better to not have him. But, you know, I think he was uh, – uh, the way he's played uh, in uh, uh, Calgary and in Carolina has been a product of that system. I don't think he's really that good. I mean, look at this, Look at what we said with Riley Smith. He was nothing in Florida. He's n- He was nothing with us. We uh, He goes to – Vegas, and he's taken advantage of being a small guy playing with all these big, uh, offensively talented players. Like, the Bruins need to get bigger. They need, you know, and I know that the league is, you know, leaning towards, you know, smaller, quicker forwards and, and guys like that. You know, guys that are Marchand size, you know, 5'9", 180 pounds. But it's like... Those guys aren't going to hold up when you have big, strong defensemen, you know, and we know that because we just saw it happen. So uh, that's the NHL. So let's move on. Uh, MLB got us some interesting stuff. Uh, Shohei Otani has officially entered the home run derby, and he has claimed the AL lead with 23 home runs. Uh, also, uh, in my ongoing, uh, I don't think. Mike Trout should be deserving of an MVP oh conversation. Yes. When he went down on May 17th, the Angels record was 18 and 22. They were four games below 500. Since then, as of right now, at this moment that we are recording it, they are 36 and 36, which means they are six games above 500 at 20 and 14 without him. That's a 10 game swing. So, if you are better without someone, how are they the most valuable player on your team? Short answer is they're not. So, I'm sorry, they're 18 and 14. They're 36 and 36. They're 18 and 14. So, I mean, they could go on an eight-game losing streak, but since they lost him... They have played better baseball, and Shohei Otani has emerged into the MVP conversation because he is carrying that team. He is actually doing things that make the team better. Granted, he's a guy who will play the outfield, and he's also a pitcher that throws over 100 miles an hour. But still, he has made a more positive impact than Mike Trout. If I'm the Angels GM, trading Mike Trout, see what I can get for him. That's what I would do, but that's me. Uh, the Nationals, you know who could use them? The Nationals, because they have lost a uh, major league record 23 road games in a row. Wow. That's awful. Um, the Yankees won their game the other day, uh, actually earlier today, sorry, uh, by turning a game-ending triple play, tying the major league record for most triple plays in a season they have had three this year but they've done it all in 31 days which is the shortest span 11 teams have turned three uh the most recent was the 2016 white Sox. uh but the yankees imagine this as great as the yankees teams have been over the past hundred plus years they have never turned more than one triple play in a season this is a day after aroldis chapman hit 103.4 on the radar gun with one of his pitches. He couldn't hit more than 98 today. I know that's, you know, still way better than, you know, most of us, you know, either on the show or, or listening to the show could do. But, you know, again, Major League Baseball players are the biggest divas and prima donnas because it's like 
It's like, oh, he had to have the trainer come out because he had a, a something wrong with his nail. Like he had a, like a splinter or a broken nail or something. But he heroically stayed in the game. He wow. was able to gut through that broken nail. What a prince. Oh, unbelievable. Can you imagine that? I, I can't. Like imagine a 300-pound defensive lineman. Coach, I can't play. Why? Oh, I broke a nail. You poor thing. I have a hangnail. You oh my poor goodness. thing. Let me get you to my to the team manicurist, you know, post haste. Like, I don't even. Yeah, get, no, never mind. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Half the teams have a team manicurist. I guarantee you. Um, so they've had three. So they had uh, one that ended a game, which is the first time they've had one that ended a game. I think since uh, the Phillies did it in '09. Um. And they, this is three days after turning the first one three six two five six triple play in Major League history. So, for those of you who are unfamiliar, which Ashes, I believe you are unfamiliar with what that means. Yes. All right. So, each position is given a number. So the pitcher is one, the catcher is two, first base is three, second base is four. Uh, Third base, I believe, is five. Shortstop is six, or those are vice versa. Uh, but this is all in the infield. So basically it went pitcher, first baseman, third baseman, catcher, shortstop, third baseman. <laughs> yeah, so six has to be, you know, and then seven, eight, nine are left, center, and right. But, like, that's... That to me is hilarious. So when you hear like four six three double play, mm-hmm. that's you know. So that's what it's referring to the positions. positions. Yeah, gotcha. like okay. which players. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's crazy. Uh, but the Red Sox are back in first place. Like still giving up a lot of runs, still scoring a lot of runs. Like it's been weird. It's been up and down. Um, some people are saying that this is clear evidence that you know. You know, their pitching staff was using spider tack or something. But, you know, others are saying, well, let's wait. Let's give it a couple months because the first official day is tomorrow, June 21st, or today, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, that's the first day that teams are going to be checked for illegal substances. And from then on, we'll see what the numbers look like. So let's give it some time. So NBA... Uh, big news, Brad Stevens makes a, a, a huge deal. Celtics trade Kemba Walker, the number 16 pick in this year's draft, and a 2025 uh, second rounder to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second rounder. So uh, Al Horford was a Celtic for quite some time. Uh, I found out yesterday that before the ink was dry on his free agent contract with uh, with Philadelphia, that had he known the Celtics were going to get Kemba Walker, he would have stayed. Oh, really? Yes, which I think is interesting. Uh, and the person I heard uh, talk about this on the radio made a great point. He said, I think if if Al Horford was on this team last year, they make it to the NBA Finals, which they were in the finals, they lot, or in the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to Miami. Mm-hmm. So I think... That makes sense, and I Horford is thirty-five, has knee issues, and is owed between forty and fifty-four million dollars between this year and next. Kemba is thirty-one, has knee issues, and has seventy-three million dollars owed to him over the next three years. Um, with Horford, I think this is a guy that will team up with Marcus Smart and provide the defensive accountability. What? Sorry, I just <laughs> I just realized that you were using a decapitated Dustin Pedroia Paw Sox bobblehead to hold your rings. Well, yeah, the head's right <laughs> next to it, but I didn't know where to put it. Sorry, I just glanced over and there it is. Yeah, your rings. I didn't want to put it all neck. the way over on the other side of the room, so <laughs> I just I use that for now. Um, so... I liked Horford when he was here. Uh, I think he's a good player. Um, I don't know what he's got left. I really don't. Um, 
But if, you know, he's a guy who is willing to come off the bench. And if he can, if by his presence, he is able to help the Celtics uh, play better and as a result, make some other players expendable, Tristan Thompson, uh, you know, whoever the hell else, you know, trade them, get somebody better. Like, you have two young wings. You don't need a wing player. You have that. You have Marcus Smart. You do kind of need a point guard. And to me, the biggest thing is you need a goddamn coach. Um, I really want them. I guess they've interviewed Chauncey Billups twice. I'd like to see him come in. Um, The next move, I think, might happen. I think Brad Stevens might trade himself to the Dallas Mavericks. Because Mavericks coach Rick Carlisle has just stepped down after 13 years. Apparently, there was some, there were some rumors that he didn't get along with Luca, and you know, there's some stuff. I, I don't know, whatever. There's always in that league. There's always some superstar who doesn't want to play for this guy, and you have to bring in the guy that he wants. I don't. Ugh. Um. But Dirk Nowitzki is joining as a special advisor. He just retired two years ago. Mm-hmm. So he is coming back into the team as a special advisor, trying to help recruit players and coaches and, and whatnot. I, I like that. I like that role for him. He's only like 43. He's yeah, only I was going to say, like, he's still, I, I know he was old as far as, you know, the league goes, you know, as far as players and stuff goes. But he's still, yeah, he's still a young guy. But yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that role for him. Yeah. And, you know, he's a legend. Like he, you know, he won an MVP. He won a ring. Uh, they went to two finals under his leadership. So, I mean, it's a good move. Um, when I originally wrote this up, I said that the Bucks forced game seven in Brooklyn. That has since uh, that game has played, has played out. And the Bucks are on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I love that. I said this at the beginning of the year that the Nets were not going to make the finals. Everyone's like, nope, just lock it in. They're going to play. It's going to be them. It's going to be them and the Lakers, them and the Lakers, them and the Lakers, Nets and the Lakers. That's all, we're, that's all we fucking heard about when Kyrie and, and, and Durant, like, oh, Durant's completely healthy. Everybody's healthy. And then Kyrie can't fucking show up, can't let his coach know that he's got personal stuff. Like, he just doesn't bother. And then you have... Harden, who played him, who ate him his way out of Houston, like, oh, but for some reason he has hamstring problems. Oh, I wonder what that's from. Could it be from carrying all this extra weight? Like, the three of them together, between injuries and flaking out, I think they played like eight games together, some shit like that. Um, so there was no chemistry, but everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Durant's the best on the planet. Durant's the best on the planet. And apparently, had the if he had a, a slightly smaller shoe, the Bucks would have been going home instead of the Nets because uh, Durant hit this ridiculous shot at the end of uh, regulation to force overtime. But on review, they found out it wasn't a three-pointer. It was a two-pointer because, like, the smallest fraction of his shoe was on the three-point line. And as you know, you must be behind the three-point line in order for it to be a three-point shot. So if you were So what on you're it, saying is if he had had smaller feet. feet well, smaller shoes cuz you, you got to remember like the shoes in the NBA have like all these like all this like big chunky rubber. Like so many of these designs have like big chunky rubber on them. If those were like Converse All-Stars, that's a three-pointer. Cuz those are just like a simple design. You know, shoes today they have a lot of especially for guys that are going to be playing in the NBA, a lot of, like, cushioning and a lot of, you know, like, impact-absorbing stuff, memory foam, all that. And, you know, it's harder to pack all of that into a small, confined shoe. So, you know, if he had had a slightly smaller... If he if he went old school and decided to wear uh, Chuck Taylors, they would have won that game. But, you know... So, as of right now, the... Uh, I also had the 76ers and Jazz facing elimination. Uh, Jazz were eliminated by the Clippers, despite no Kawhi Leonard. Um, And the Clippers actually lost earlier today in Game 1 to the Suns, who were without Chris Paul, who is in uh, COVID protocols. So Devin Booker took it upon himself to have a triple-double, which was awesome. Uh, 40 points, which is pretty pretty great. the 76ers are currently uh, battling back and forth with the Hawks as we speak uh, in the first half. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. 
because like I said, you know, I was comparing the Rangers to the Hawks. Like the Hawks, you know, brought in a couple of free agents, but they've also drafted really, really well. They've made a lot of draft day trades. You know, they actually drafted Luka Doncic and traded him to the Mavericks for Trey Young, who is uh, a guy who says, I would rather get an assist than any other stat, which is uh, something you want to hear out of your point guard. But he's also a guy who could put up 50 points and has like the same type of unlimited shooting range that like a Damian Lillard or Steph Curry has. So I think that's uh, that's pretty great. And, you know, I don't I don't care about the, uh, you know, the Hawks or 76ers, although after what Joel Embiid did the other day, um, he throws an elbow into John Collins's jaw and falls but manages to fall on top of Collins. And then when Collins gets up, you know, Collins shoves him off of him. And Embiid acts like, how dare you? Oh, my God. Did you see what he did and got up with his arms spread out and, like, walked into Collins and kind of pushed him backwards without, like, putting his hands on him, but, like, just, like, oh, I didn't do anything. See, my hands are over here. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Look at me. And he's like, I can't believe they called a foul on me. It's like you elbowed the dude in the face and then landed on him and then got pissed when he pushed you off of him? Like, that's on you, dude. You did that. And then to get up and like get up in his face like no fuck you like that was that was bush league bullshit you are better than that you finished second in the mvp voting uh although there has been a lot of speculation on another player that i intensely dislike ben simmons because they're saying you know the, the they as in like the basketball world that he may get traded if the sixers lose this game 7 to the hawks because it will be Mostly because of, and this is the shit that I've been saying for like four years. He sucks. I don't know why they gave him a fucking super max extension and pay him like 30 million a year. It's like, yeah, he's good defensively. Yeah, if within five feet of the basket, he's absolutely deadly. But outside of five feet, the guy can't hit a fucking shot. He is the worst. He is a six foot 10 point guard who refuses to shoot absolutely will not shoot outside of five feet won't do it it's like what's the point like you have a, a, an all-star big man in Embiid who needs to be down low so if you have a, a point guard who refuses to shoot by the way he's the only point guard in the entire league who just doesn't shoot that means he has to be down in the dunkers position and now you have your seven foot two rim protector out by the three-point line thinking he can start shooting threes it's like that's the opposite of what you need. I say I've said for years, trade him. I don't want him on my team. Like I don't want Ben Simmons at all. Like don't think that I'm like, you know, trying to cleverly, you know, make it seem like, "Oh, that guy's terrible. You should trade him to the Celtics." Nope. Don't trade him to the Celtics. Trade him anywhere else. Trade him anywhere else. Trade him to a team that doesn't have a center. Have him play center. Like if that's that's the way he wants to play, have him play center. Like, he can't be a point guard. To the point where Doc Rivers took Simmons out in the fourth quarter on offensive possessions. Oh, wow. Because teams are also will just hack him. Mm -hmm. Send him to the free throw line. Because he also can't shoot free throws. He sucks at free throws. Can't shoot outside at five feet. Like, all he can do is dunk and do layups within three to five feet of the basket. And I wrote an article on this, and I wish the website still existed, and I wish I still had the, the data, because once he leaves five feet, outside of five feet, like, from 10 to 15 feet, his shooting percentage goes from, like, 56 to, like, 17. That's If you're Isaiah Thomas and you're five foot nine... That makes sense. But if you're six foot ten and you're like this amazing, like I was so tired. People are finally listening and like seeing what I've been saying for years because all we've ever seen on ESPN, like Ben Simmons is amazing. Ben Simmons is amazing. He can do everything except shoot. It's like, isn't that like how you get points in this game? They'd be like, oh, Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever. He just can't throw. It's like, that's the whole point of the position. So um, this, uh, I think, 
I think you added this into our... Uh... Yeah, I did. So speaking of uh, Boston Celtics and coaching, Six Star Pro Nutrition, which is a supplement company, bought a billboard over the Mass Turnpike that says, quote, Hey, Brad, it's time to shake it up. Hire Kara or Becky. Referring to Duke's women's basketball coach, Kara Lawson, and San Antonio Spurs assistant coach, Becky Hammond, urging Brad Stevens to consider these women for position of Celtics head coach. It's San Antonio. I said San Antonio. No, it's San Antonio. I, I believe it's San Antonio. No, she is with... Okay, well then that was then then that That's, was that was a typo in the yes, article then because like she works for like the le- she le- for legitimately the Spurs? for the Spurs. Okay, then that's a typo in the article. Yes, like was mass, it ESPN? It was Mass Live. Oh, Mass Live. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It was San Mass Antonio, Live. So no. uh, check check your editors, Mass Live, because that that's not cool. Um, here I am trying to be. All... No, no, she's like legitimately with the the NBA club because so, Greg Popovich anyways, wanted her. Six Star Pro Nutrition paid three grand for this billboard. They want the Celtics to, I mean, the Celtics, no, no woman has held any type of head coach, coaching, or Becky Hammond. We and we covered it on the show, did coach the Spurs last year. When Popovich got ejected. Right, but what I'm but saying she's is not the, head the coach. Celtics organization does not have any women. And you know what's going to happen? Neither one of them are going to get hired because in this league, it's whatever this, unless Jason Tatum wants one of them. Unless Jason Tatum says, I want Carol Lawson or Becky Hammond, they will not get hired because in that league, and it's unfortunate, in that league, it's whatever the superstar wants, that's what he, if he says, I want, you know, Kevin Garnett to come coach the team, they will try and get Kevin Garnett to come coach the team. Like, I think either one of them would be amazing. See, I don't know too much about them, but I understand what they're they're trying to accomplish here. You know, uh, no woman has held a head coach position, uh, an official head coach position in the NBA. And, you know, maybe it's time to, to change that. I feel like there are plenty of qualified women out there who could do a, a, a really good job. And I 100% um, agree with you. You know, but I, I think, you know, it's just... Again, asking for more diversity in sports. And just because a woman can't technically play with some of these athletes, which, again, as I've said before, I would love for us to get away from male versus female leagues and do more in the way of uh, intramural leagues. I think that would be fantastic, but... Anyways, um, no, I just think it's an interesting that they did thing that they did. It's you know definitely I, I think I'm I'm hoping that the organization you know takes it into consideration. Just kind of thinks about you just think about it a little bit. They won't, and and again, it's it's all because that's it. that league more than any other league is superstar driven, and whatever the superstar wants, that's what he gets. I mean, we saw last week Kevin Durant's personal fucking security guard come out onto the floor and save him from like PJ Tucker getting in his face. It's like this these guys are both first of all in the NBA no one's going to throw a punch at anybody. All right, let's not let's not get that fucking twisted. But you have to have your personal bodyguard come out onto the floor like yeah, like that league is that's fucking pathetic like guys do that. And James Harden had the same thing happen. Like somebody got in his face and his personal security guard ran out onto the the playing court, like the actual surface where they were playing the game and like saved him. And now both of those guys are on the same team. And like people were like, gee, I wonder why the NBA is not as tough as it used to be. You know, because in the old days, guys would just get in each other's faces and they'd jaw back and forth. They didn't have their personal security come out and separate them. Um, but I think, you know, I'm with uh, with Six Star Nutrition. Um, I think it would be awesome to see Carol Lawson or Becky Hammond um, out on, you know, the sidelines. But again, it, all that matters in that league is what your superstar wants. And unless he says, get me Becky Hammond, 
in, in, in any one of these cities. doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I would like to see her get a, a head coaching job, and I think she could take over for Popovich, um, mainly because she's been on that sideline for so long, and these guys in San Antonio will have grown to respect her and know her basketball acumen. But, you know, even a guy like Brad Stevens, like, eventually, you know, everyone's like, oh, he's such a great coach. Everybody tunes him out. So, um, over to the NFL, uh, not a whole lot going on over there. Um, Cole Beasley hates vaccines and doesn't want to take one, you know, and is very adamant that, you know, the NFL PA hates the players because they're like, all right, you're not allowed to, you know, you, if you're not vaccinated, you have restrictions on you. So you don't, uh, infect yourself or your teammates you know like as we just saw with chris paul like i don't think he's vaccinated and he's in covid protocols so maybe get vaccinated so you don't have to miss games and like the western conference fucking finals the bills are supposed to be a good team and cole beasley is coming off a career year you know maybe you want to be out on the field helping your team mm-hmm. you know maybe you want to help stop the spread of this disease that's killed 600,000 people in this country alone. But hey, you know, it's your choice, you know, whatever. Um, the uh, Madden Madden uh, 22 cover has been released, and it is uh, both Brady and Mahomes, which I think is interesting. Brady's been on there before. Mahomes has been on there before. Um, I don't know. I don't hear too much about the Madden curse anymore. I don't think it's really a, a big deal. Like, it, it hasn't really... Like, I haven't noticed anything in the past few years, but at the same time, I haven't really been into Madden because it's been the same game every single year. I was like, oh, yeah, but look, now they've got new hats. Like, it's... It's, <laughs> it's dumb. But uh, that's about it that we have. Uh, obviously, we're going to have more from the basketball and hockey front uh, for the next show, but... Uh, I'm interested to see what happens because I think uh, if the Hawks win, the, the Bucks are going to the finals against the Suns, and I think that's going to be fucking amazing. Um, Slash, you got anything you want to add? Until next week, kids. Try to stay out of the penalty box. All right. So uh, peace out. We out of here. Good night. Good night. I love you. Peace out. I'm out of here. <laughs> Thank you.